Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Show Me How Good It Gets. I'm your host, Malvika. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, friends. This is part two of my conversation with the one, the only, Jenny Johnson. Here we're talking heartbreak, breakups, timelines, our favorite pieces of media to consume, so many of my favorite things. Enjoy. Topic. Um, do, you, do you like Zoom? Have you ever used Riverside? No, I, I need to probably start. I just have been really lagging on this whole podcast game again. No, because- babe, you're you're getting more listeners than I am, and I'm I've I've been freaking going at it. So you're doing something right. No, it's you need to just market the hell out of it because you can make incredible content, but if you're not reaching people, yeah, it's just so hard. Word up. It's just you just gotta get on the TikTok grind of like, hey, listen to this new episode I put out. Like. <laughs> Uh, it sucks. That's the worst part of it all. But like, that's the only way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like awful self-promotion and not even on Instagram where people already know you and follow you, but like TikTok where you just can go viral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you're doing, you're doing a lot of great things. I love seeing every, every time you post, I'm like, oh, my girl. Yes. Thank you. I love, I really like, really love you. And I feel like a kindred even though it's through the internet, a very like kindred. I know connection. we have to be in the same room at some time. At some point, I want like Yumi, Catherine, all the like Swifty girls. At oh some my gosh! Point, did you see like, Taylor meet... liked her video the other day? I know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> huge for us. A win for all of us, really. Win for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm recording, and and th- I'm going to talk about dating now. So any part of this that you don't want to answer or want cut out, please heal loudly, right? <laughs> Okay, Can speaking of... There's a... I don't hear anything. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, we digress. Amazing. Speaking of healing loudly, breakups. Let's talk breakups. I think it's the number one thing I get asked about. I actually love talking about breakups because I think they are beautiful, powerful, mystical things in our lives that like propel us to a next stage. But... How is how many, been, wait? I want to ask you first. How many breakups have you been through? Uh, two. Okay. Um, and they, and one of them like major sucked. The other one, I ended things. He major sucked. Um, mm-hmm. so I, and they both were like at, at the time awful, and then you look back a couple years later, and you're like, okay, I big things happened after that. I don't know. This is my own yeah reframing of breakups, but um. Yeah, how's dating been in your 20s? How has ending relationships been? What is your breakup advice? Is it like moving to a new city? Like what what is it in your world? What do you do? Yeah, what the the traditional advice is like cut your hair, move away. Yeah. But <laughs> I have I have I have done that. I've done that and I look at us both with short hair. I my right. friends make fun of me because they're like, how much shorter could you get? Like you can't date yeah. someone now. Yeah. Yeah. I I cut my hair because I broke up with the old version of myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you find yourself at a turning point in your life, healing from not just uh unlearning that like I wasn't put on this earth to be 
someone's significant other, like a lot of women are trained to be still in, in the age of, of feminism and, you know, girl bossing, we still deep, deep down, I think a lot of us struggle with, you know, I was made for someone else and I'm going to continue to form my life around the idea of being a mom or wife or girlfriend or partner when really like you are your own best friend, like you are your own partner. And I think that, uh, yeah, I I've been through a couple of, of probably really just one really hard breakup. Um, and like, I moved across the country for the guy, uh, we did plan on like starting a family together and like living together and, we broke up. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever talked about this, like this candidly, but I, we, we broke up over the phone, like as I was moving across the country and like, we were planning to like live together and like, it was absolutely humiliating and also the best day of my life because I completely turned my, my life around after that because he, he wanted me to be what he wanted me to be. And that was to be someone who like sacrificed where I was living, what I was doing to be like a wife, to be a partner to him. And I realized like, I don't want to be the kind of person that does that for anyone, but myself. And that's, I think what breakups do is they, they make you look in the mirror and sometimes you don't want to look in the mirror, but it's like, actually, who do I want to be outside of a relationship? Um, what, what have you, like, what did you learn from, from the really difficult, the difficult breakups that you've gone through? Yeah. Well, first of all, I would like to plug, um, Midnight Rain by Taylor Swift, where she's like, he wanted a bride. I was making my own name. Like yeah, the amount of girls that, you know, related to that or resonated with it or got out of a relationship because of it. I applaud. Um, I think that in any breakup, what I try to find is like the parts of myself that I wasn't expressing with that person. Because even if they were great and fantastic, there were parts of you that were being dulled down in some sense. Like either you weren't going to the ceramic studio as much or he was a bad person. Like he didn't let you like go out or, you know, there's always like some thing that you are missing. And it's mm -hmm. hard to find for some people or for some relationships, but I try to focus on that, the parts of my life I'm getting back. And often you're getting back time because relationships are mm -hmm. like time and effort. And mm -hmm. that's our only non-renewable resource is time. So to get back hours of your day every day is huge. And so I try to channel that into something. Um, I let myself cry a lot at the beginning and just feel really sad and wallow and give myself that for a while till I feel so sick of it. Like, till oh my I gosh, like I can't cry anymore. Yes. I'm out. Like, <laughs> yes, I used to, I don't remember who gave me this advice, but they were like, you need to like block their number and block their Instagram and don't go look. I rebuttal that completely. I want you to completely <laughs> run yourself ragged go check his story, go check his followers, go look at old pictures, go do, get all of it out. Because like you said, you're just going to, if you don't do it now, you're going to do it later. And like you, or you're going to let your other relationships suffer because you did not properly grieve. And there, you know, they say there's five stages to grief, but they don't always go in that order. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, you can be really grateful that it ended 
one hour and then the next hour you're like denying it and be like that actually didn't happen. And then you can also be really, really sad. And then you're like, wait, no, it didn't actually happen. It's like, just let yourself feel all of the things. Stop stopping yourself from allowing the suffering to do what it was meant to do. And then you can move on because it, it's just going, like you said, it's just going to keep elongating time in your healing. Exactly. And I, I do think just like time heals everything, but, and it's also easier to get over someone who was a bad person or it was a mm-hmm. bad relationship. And like, then you just make a list of everything bad that happened and read it every night or read it every morning. And like, that helps. I think it's a lot harder when it was a good person and a good relationship. Oh, the, the we, yeah. Breaking up with someone that there was more love than mm-hmm. there was like loss of yourself or of a circumstance is significantly harder because it's so easy to be like, well, you cheated on me. So I'm moving on now. Yeah. The anger propels you forward in a way that like mm-hmm. love does not. Right. Yeah. No, because love doesn't leave. Mm-hmm. Love, love stays. And it's just choosing to love yourself over sacrificing yourself for another person, which is a part of growing up. I think that recognizing not just in breakups, with relationships, but breakups with friends too. And breakups with work coworkers, breakups with family members that you are recognizing that this person's, there's a lot of good things about them, but they're hurting me more than they're helping me. And like, I have to choose me before I choose someone else. And I also think this might be an unpopular opinion. I'm not sure if I believe in soulmates, but I do believe that there are a lot of people that will make you better and you will make them better. And you won't have to sacrifice those parts of yourself mm-hmm. that you can find a partner in this life that it will make sense. You just have to, dare I say, manifest it <laughs> <laughs> um, and like work on yourself. And, and, you know, you, you attract what you are, you know, a lot of the time. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I think just like dating in general is hard. And I want to touch on what you said about friend breakups, because I think like a huge part of your 20s is whether it's by chance and you're just moving away from a lot of people or often you find out you're just different people. How do you deal with friend breakups, which feels so much, I think, more personal because Mm. friend breakups, like you don't need to have them, right? With romantic relationships, you kind of know either we end up life partners or this ends. With friends, it's so much more nebulous. And since they know you in a different way, it feels like it gets at a different part of your heart. How do you Mm. deal with that? I had this conversation with my grandma that she told me once that she was talking to, she, I was like, Oh, what are you doing today? Grandma. And she was like, I was just talking to this friend and me and my grandma are besties. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. I've never heard you talk about her. And she was like, oh, we haven't talked in 50 years. And my mind blew because my friends at that point in my life were my world, you know, like coming out of college and like you, a lot of people find this camaraderie, whether that's in a, you know, your major or whether that's in your sorority or your class or whatever, like you find people that you feel like are your soulmates and you love them and you talk to them all the time and you do life with them. And the fact that she was like, I haven't talked to her in 50 years. It's like, you can still call that person a friend. Like, yeah, because time doesn't deplete any sort of relationship that actually matters. And I, uh, I'll cry. I, I lost a friend this past year who 
someone I never could possibly fathom going on without. And then you do, because like I said, recognizing if someone is hurting you more than they are helping you, you have to let them go because like you are your own closest friend, period. You are the one person that you lay your head down at night with, even if you're married, you know, even if you do have a dog or a spouse or a partner or girlfriend or family member that you, that you're with every day at the end of the day, like, no, you, you can't take anyone with you to the grave and it's a little morbid, but I, I recognized at least that I can't be a good friend to other people if I can't be a good friend to myself. And whenever you start to have that kind of self-respect, sometimes people really weed themselves out and, and breaking up with someone, I also think doesn't have to be, uh, immature. Like you, you can break up with someone romantically and friendship wise, like in a mature manner and like still communicate with them and not ghost them or avoid them in social situations. Like you, you're allowed to stand up for yourself and be like, Hey, I feel this, uh, and I'm going to implement this boundary or like, I think we should take some time apart. Like it's, it's never something anyone ever talks about. I Mm -hmm. never saw this modeled in books or television or, you know, music of just like friendship breakups fucking suck, but they are, you are capable of navigating them. Yeah. What do you do when like something funny happens or something happens? You're like, oh, just that person would understand. Oh, it's the fucking worst. Isn't it? It's just like, where do I now, who do I tell us to? No (laughs) one's going to get it. That's always like the hardest part for me, I think, Mm -hmm. is just like that void that forms. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that I was given a piece of advice that holes in your heart don't stay holes if you don't let them. Like allow other people to come in. Don't let being hurt keep you from healing or keeping that like that kind of love that you gave to someone else, that relationship that you had with someone else. Don't live it, don't live in the mindset that they they were one in a million. Like they are just so special that that it hurt you so bad that no one's ever going to be able to fill or whatever that spot. It's like, no, there's a lot of really great people out there that you haven't loved yet. If you let yourself, if you allow yourself to be open to that. So whenever I see like a meme or like freaking Taylor Swift coming out with something and it's like, oh, I really wanted to send this to this person. Or like, I really wanted to talk about this, this, this. It's like, you know what universe, I'm going to be open and I'm going to trust that like if I give love, I will receive love. And sometimes it takes patience, but like, also, if you want to be friends, just DM me and we'll be friends. <laughs> yeah. And you're, <laughs> you're the best. Yeah. That's, I think like such a hard thing is patience, right? Cause in your twenties, like I remember when I was a lot younger, I thought by now I would be dating someone and then get engaged and get married. And like now, now that I'm at this age of 22, I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want that for years and years and years. Um, but Dating is still such a funny game of to to not settle. You have to be patient. You Mm. have to let yourself be lonely. You have to have nights where everyone else has a partner and you don't. Mm -hmm. What do you do in that in that space where you feel like everyone else is moving so fast, whether that's been with work, whether that's relationships like your 20s are such a funny, funky era because everyone's in different stages. I have friends who are getting engaged. I have friends who are getting promotions. 
and I sometimes feel behind because I'm in grad school, but my grad school friends, they feel like I'm early because I'm one of the youngest in my class. So how do you navigate like timelines, I guess, in your 20s, whether that be with dating, work, et cetera? I love that you're like, I'm behind because I am in grad school. That <laughs> sentence does not make any sense. It's, but that's the thing is, is there, it's positive psychology of reframing whatever you are comparing to getting rid of the comparison because you're the only one in this equation here. It's like, I am better than who I was yesterday. If you're aiming to be, you know, be that way, we all go through it, but it's like, focusing on the good things, focusing on the things that you do have. And that's why gratitude lists are so powerful. And there's so much research behind it that shifting your perspective on the good rather than on what you lack is going to contribute to your overall happiness. And I have fallen a victim of this. No one is perfect, but like I do also see like as a person who is not married, no children, I see so many of my peers like at 26 of just like that is what they wanted in life and that's what they're doing. And instead of me being like, ah, oh, yeah, like it would be nice to to have that. Like, why don't I have that? Why do I have all of the, the good things that I do have? And asking yourself, what do I have that that only I can have and only I can obtain? And I think that also recognizing that like, I used to actually be extremely judgmental to, uh, about people that like had things in that nature of like being single or being married or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Good for them. You know what? Good for them. I'm happy for them instead of being envious of them. And whenever <laughs> my ex-boyfriend got married, I thought it would absolutely crush my soul. And it did. Oh my God, how did you deal with that? Uh, well, first of all, do you want to know the story? I was yes. uh, I was driving and I definitely shouldn't have looked at my phone at a red light, but I did because for some reason, you know, a song comes on and then you think of that person yeah. and then you go look <laughs> at them and then you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Well, I'm glad that I did because it was going to happen eventually, but I like saw like that this person was, was getting married and... I pulled over and I felt like there was like cement in my chest and I let myself cry for like just a second and I didn't invalidate myself. I was like, you are doing a hard thing by facing this. You were going to have to face it eventually, but it's like, just cry because this is something that you have to, that you're going to be sad about. So be sad about it. And then you move on. You, you talk to your friend or you go for a run or, you know, you journal about it and you, you go through it instead of going around it. So that's how I dealt with it. But I, I do think that like looking at like, okay, I can be happy for this person because that's what they wanted with someone else. That's fine. But I can also be proud of myself for leaving a relationship that, uh, that I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to be a wifey in that moment, or I didn't want to be what this person wanted me to be and letting it go because at the end of the day, no one's you. And like, how lucky are you to have yourself? Yeah. And I, I like to remind myself that often the other people's quote unquote successes that I'm comparing myself to are not even successes I wanted. Right. Because often I'm, I see people who are, you know, living with a partner or something. And I'm like, man, that's nice. Then I think, oh, I would actually hate that right now. Mm -hmm. Like it just seems so shiny from the outside because it's something I don't have. 
Mm-hmm. But it's not even something I'm remotely craving when it comes down to my day to day. That's right. Um, and it's it's hard though. It's oh my god, I cannot imagine an ex getting married. That, that yeah, is crazy. It is. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a hard thing. I wrote about it, and uh, it was uh, yeah, it was really it was really difficult. But I do think that uh, facing it rather than running away from it is going to be going to actually be the easiest way. Yeah. And like, who are, if that's, if they're soulmates, who are you to get in the way of that? Right. Like no one should get right. in the way of you. Yeah. That's, it's a, it's a hard one to swallow though, for sure. But. And, and you will also come to realize that whenever you can really, really learn to let a relationship that's already died go, new people are going to come in. And I remember I wrote in my notes app. It's so funny. I was like, oh, I was so drama, but I'm not going to discredit myself because I was feeling my feelings. I wrote in my notes app a couple of years ago when this happened of just like, I have no interest in ever falling in love again. And then the universe said, joke's on you. And I fell in love again. Yeah. And the thing is, you're going to keep meeting people and you're going to keep falling in love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Stand. In and out. It's we're all, we're all just, uh, I, I say this a lot uh, that like it's the Buddhist uh, practice or belief of like the metaphor of the butterfly that like you have, if you have your hand open to things in this world, blessings and circumstance are like a butterfly and they like land on your palm. But if you close your palm and you're like, I want to keep this happiness, this blessing, this good thing, this bad thing whatever it is, you're going to, you're going to kill it. You're going to crush it. It's not going to, you're not going to be able to utilize it, but if you keep it open, good things come and go, you know? But I I also think that it's really important to recognize like having your hand open and like being open to change and being open to the idea that nothing is permanent. I love that detachment from the outcome. Yeah. Just let yourself enjoy it. Yeah. I, I I, th- I think I'm living by that too, especially in all like work opportunities, dating. Like I don't want to hold on to things so tightly. I just mm-hmm. I want things that are going to stay to stay and things that are going to leave to leave. And it mm-hmm. sucks mm-hmm. when you're going through it, but yeah. Okay, my last yeah. question for you is: What are your top three pieces of media that have changed your life, or that you would recommend to someone else? Because mm. I I love your podcast Rex on TikTok. I love your anytime you give me a recommendation. By the way, I go listen to it. Like it is a oh. priority for me. So this this question is mostly for me. Yeah. yeah uh, well, my current favorite uh, is my subscription to the Atlantic. Uh, so I don't pay for like physical magazines, but I love emails from the Atlantic just because I think they the writers on the staff there are so uh, culturally aware when it Mm -hmm. comes to things that, you know, a lot of things that we've talked about, science, uh, research, culture, you know, the, the art of happiness and, and figuring out your life as a zillennial Gen Z, you know, person under 30. I think that, that their stuff is all, their articles are always my favorite to read. Second piece I would say that's been super formative to me is the movie Lady Bird. <laughs> Any anyone who loves Greta Gerwig or is familiar with her writing, I think that she we we learn from stories and whenever you can tell stories honestly from only the perspective that you can tell, um it can be really powerful and and we can all learn from one another. And then the third one would probably be 
the book in the Bible of Ecclesiastes, which it, whether you're a Christian or not, I highly recommend it mostly because it's really good writing. Um, and there's a lot of wisdom in that book. So it's just, it's, it's a couple of pages and, and yeah, I would say that's probably my top three. That is amazing. It's such a diverse top three. That's so <laughs> also all the, the discography of Taylor Swift. Obviously. Yes, of course. Time, curious time, cutting yeah. me open and healing me fine. Yeah. Our favorite line. Yeah. yeah that is also just yeah. like the best breakup device. Like, I know. I'm also like this, this woman puts out an album that I'm just like, I listened to it and I was kind of offended. I was like, you have to s- stop now. Like, yeah, wait, actually, can I hear your thoughts on um, Midnight's? Oh my gosh. I was talking with a friend over FaceTime that her and I are the same age and we've always loved Taylor Swift. And we're like, are we getting to a point? Like we're so, our analyses of Taylor Swift that I'm like, I have to stop thinking about this so much. Like no more Easter eggs, no more. Like she's giving me a literal headache. I also think that like, it is, I don't know that we, we would have to have an entire episode about this. I think (laughs) that, uh, she's a genius and it makes me mad. Yeah. It's, it's such a fun album. What do you think? Yeah. I don't think it's my, this is going to make people so mad. I don't think it's my top five Taylor albums. Oh no, I, no, no, no. But it's, it's such a fun, I'm walking home alone and need a few bops to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think lyrically she is continuing to get better, but like also, I don't know. I feel like which good for her. People are starting to like, not hate her the way that they used to hate her, which like I've love Taylor Swift for the past, what, 10, 15 years. So yeah. like I, we've been in the minority here, but like now that she's becoming a little bit more liked, I guess, overall by the media, I'm kind of like, wait, no, like keep I, continuing to be me. Like yeah. she's mine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This album got people riled up that like are not Swifties. And I love that. I know. And I'm like, no, no, no. You guys need to hear some deep cuts because I could give you an entire dissertation on 1989. So yeah, yeah, that's, (laughs) that's the craziest thing. But then I keep seeing this clip of her from um, Miss Americana where she's like, I know people are going to get sick of me soon because I'm hitting 30. And I'm, I'm really happy that like, she's only going up like that gives me a sense of peace and joy to know that she's going to continue making music and be really popular and continue to break records. But yeah, there is a part of me that I'm like, no, but, but you guys don't know about Sparks Fly. Like I do. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And like separating, I guess, like her as a person versus like her as a musician, it's like, she's a human and like, we want good things for her, but it's also like, I miss you. Come back. Come back. Come back to our to yeah, our it's just little getting world. tickets is gonna be so hard for her concert. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. One day. One day. One day. And one day we're gonna do like a the TikTok Swifties listening party for something. Yeah. I did really a I I wrote a piece the other day. Um uh it, it's a cultural critique of of Taylor Swift and her as like a uh as a cultural entity and like how she has affected young girls. So I'm, I, I'll have to get you, we'll have to do some sort of like stitch on TikTok or like an episode yes. about that. Can you send me the article? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. I want to talk about it. <laughs> Everything. Okay. I hope I don't get canceled because I love Taylor Swift, but you only critique things that you love. You yeah. I mean, I, I think she's a hate. flawed person. I think, yeah. you know, she's a flawed artist. I still 
really resonate with her music. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. last question. What's your top three on the album? Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Including the bonus tracks, of course. Yeah. Well, um, can I just say the ones that that hurt me the most? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. <laughs> Let me pull them out. I think mine were Yeah. What are, what were yours? Snow on the Beach, Maroon, The Great War. Maybe. Also, did did she admit that she was bi in this album? I think she did. Because I, I mean, from the conspiracies that I've read, like a I've lot read of a lot are, of conspiracies. Yeah, that like she admitted that she was like with a girl or like this, this, this. And I was she like, she definitely admitted she cheated on Calvin Harris in High Infidelity. Okay, ward up. Which yeah. I, I was like, yeah, I support women's wrongs. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Um, the one that I've listened to the most is Bejeweled because I'm all about putting positivity in my headphones. And then the ones that have hurt me the most are bigger than the whole sky. And Oh man. Yeah. And uh, in Paris. Yeah. Great, great album. I'm very happy she released it. Mm -hmm. I think I was expecting maybe more like folklore evermore. So I was a bit, caught off yeah guard. but yeah good for her for getting back to her pop roots and still breaking charts yeah no kidding awesome. and jack antonoff we salute you also the new 1980 1989 the 1985 album i insane. haven't listened yet I'm oh listen oh my gosh it's so it's very different vibe but yes. not different fully different sound but very different emotions in it okay okay i'm looking forward there's been so much good new music recently. yeah so much good stuff Thank you for coming on. I'm oh so gosh. glad we finally did this. It was Me a long too. time coming. Yeah. And I'm going to plug all of your socials, but do you want to say all your usernames and everything just one time? Yeah. Um, it always shameless self-promotion is always fun. Um, you can follow my blog, which is www.thejennyjenniejohnson.com. Uh, I also, which your recent post about winters being really important was amazing, by the way, I read it. Ah, thank you. I love metaphors and talking about talking about the weather. Uh, and then you can also find me on TikTok, which is also the Jenny Johnson and Instagram, which is just Jenny Johnson. And I also have a podcast that you have been on, which love that episode called dating smart girls which is called Cageless on all streaming platforms. Great podcast. I need to catch up. I haven't listened to the last couple episodes, but I'm very excited too. And we got our Zoom warning. Amazing. Um, But thank you so much for coming on. I love you wholeheartedly. I love you too. I can't wait for people to check out Cageless because it is just like such a healing podcast for me. Ah, thanks. You're like I said, your episode's one of my favorites. I, I like that episode too. What can I say? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was the first podcast I'd ever, ever been on. What? Yeah. It's so good. That I do so many episode. interviews with people, you know, experts and like anyone that I think has any type of experiential knowledge to, to give advice. And I think that your episode was so special because experiential wisdom is so much more applicable than like like if you're a doctor, you know, it's like mm-hmm. we learn from each other's experiences. So, yeah. and I, I just think like young women sharing experiences is like so powerful. So I think powerful. If you put all of us in a room, we could, we could solve a lot of things. Yeah. I know we probably wouldn't have 
world wars. Yeah, I said it. (laughs) And that's a wrap. Thank you guys for hanging out with me and listening to this week's episode. If you want more, follow at Show Me How Good It Gets podcast. I read all the DMs I get on there. And then my personal Instagram account is at MalvikaBot and my TikTok is at MalTalks. If you're listening on Spotify, please leave us a rating, preferably a five-star rating. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, um, I hope you can write us a fun little review and write us there as well. Um, Once again, thank you guys for hanging out. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.